0: Greetings dear learners, I am Faculty of Sociology at SRN International School, Jaipur, Rajasthan. Today in this podcast, I will be explaining the topic Secularism from the chapter Challenges of Cultural Diversity, Grade 12. Reference has been taken from NCERT Sociology. The terms secular and secularism are very hard to define clearly, although they are also equally controversial, my dear students. In fact, secularism is among the most complex terms in social and political theory. In the western context, the main sense of these terms has to do with the separation of church and state. The separation of religious and political authority marked a major turning point in the social history of the West. This separation was related to the process of secularization or the progressive retreat of religion from public life. As it was converted, from a mandatory obligation to a voluntary personal practice. Secularization in turn was related to the arrival of modernity and the rise of science and rationality as alternatives to religious ways of understanding the world. The Indian meanings of secular and secularism Include the Western sex and also involve others. The most common use of secular in everyday language is as the opposite of communal. So, a secular person or state is one that does not favor any particular religion over others. Secularism, in this sense, is the opposite of religious chauvinism and it need not necessarily imply hostility to religion as such. In terms of the state religion relationship, this sense of secularism implies equal respect for all religion rather than separation or distancing. For example, the secular Indian state declares public holidays to mark the festivals of all religions one kind of difficulty is created by the tension between the western sense of the state maintaining a distance from all religions and the Indian sense of the state giving equal respect to all religions. Supporters of each sense Are upset by whatever the state does to uphold the other sense. Should a secular state provide subsidies for the Hajj pilgrimage or manage the Tirupati Tirumala temple complex or support pilgrimages to Himalayan holy places? Should all religious holidays be abolished leaving only independence day republic day gandhi jayanti ambedkar jayanti for example should a secular state ban cow slaughter because cows are holy for a particular religion if it does so should it also ban pig slaughter because another religion prohibits the eating of pork if six soldiers in the army are allowed to have long hair and wear turbans? Should Hindu soldiers also be allowed to shave their heads? Or Muslim soldiers allowed to have long beards? Questions of this sort lead to passionate disagreements that are hard to settle, my dear students. Another set of complications is created by the tension between the Indian state's simultaneous commitment to secularism as well as the protection of minorities. The protection of minorities requires that they be given consideration in a context where the normal working of the political system places them at a disadvantage the away the majority community. But providing such protection immediately invites the accusation of favoritism or appeasement of minorities. Opponents argue that secularism of this sort is only an excuse to favor the minorities in return for their vote or other kinds of support. Supporters argue that without such special protection, secularism can turn into an excuse for imposing the majority community's values and norms on the minorities. These kinds of controversies become harder to solve when political parties and social movements develop a vested interest in keeping them alive. In recent times, communalists of all religions have contributed to the deadlock. The resurgence and newly acquired political power of the Hindu communalists has added a further dimension of complexity. Clearly, a lot needs to be done to improve our understanding of secularism as a principle and a practice of it as a policy. But despite everything, it is still true that India's constitution and legal structure has proved to be reasonably effective in handling the problems created by various kinds of communalism. The first generation of leaders of independent India who happened to be overwhelmingly Hindu and upper caste, chose to have a liberal, secular state governed by a democratic constitution. Accordingly, the state was conceived in culturally neutral terms and the nation was also conceived as an inclusive territorial political community of all citizens. Nation building was viewed mainly as a state driven process of economic development and social transformation. The expectation was that the universalization of citizenship's rights and the induction Of cultural pluralities into the democratic process of open and competitive politics would evolve new civic equations among ethnic communities and between them and the state. These expectations may not be materialized in the manner expected. Students, that's all for today, I hope you must have understood today's topic. You can listen to the podcast attentively. Thank you so much. Stay blessed students.